Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas to all the Brooklyn Nets fans. We just slapped the Boston Celtics. By plus 20. Brooklyn won the Celtics trade. Let's go, New York City's. Rhyme Styles tight. It's the front office podcast. This is game two of the illustrious Brooklyn Nets season. I got my man Samuel LaChaus. Sam, I am. Yes, sir. How goes it, brother? First of all, you know, Merry Christmas to all the Nets fans, to you, even your family, and uh, most of all to you know. I hope that I hope the Celtics have a fun night tonight because that was a that was a shellacking. That was ugly. That was ugly. Yeah. And and you know what? Again, I'm not gonna come on and tell and tell our fan our, our our listener base and tell our fellow brethren uh in New York City, New Jersey, Long Island, Connecticut. I'm not gonna come on here and tell lies and hyperbole, right? Uh, this kid Tatum, he's a beast. He's he's very very good. Yep. You know they were calling him the one A, and Jalen Brown the one B. It's not like they he had a bad game, but he's not levels. He played. Uh, he had he hit that uh, impressive turnaround three, but at the same time. I feel, and, and I know this is going to be controversial, I feel, all things being said, Karis LeVert could be just as good as them. And considering that the Nets turned the Boston Celtic trade into Rodion's, Karis, and Jared Allen, You'll always see my hashtag Brooklyn won the Celtics trade because I, I I look at look at how it's turned out. <laughs> I, I I know it sounds like I'm being I'm making a joke and I am, but deep down inside, I I don't envy them. We've made the playoffs the last two years. Yeah, we got knocked out at the first round. Yeah, they've gone better. They've seen Eastern Conference Finals. Right, yep. but they didn't. But when they, this trade started out, they didn't only have our picks; they had their picks. And what did they get? Maybe two operable players out of it. Maybe two players. That's pretty good. 
I'm here to tell you, New York City's. I would not trade Jared. I, w- I would not trade uh, Jared Allen for for uh, Jalen. I would not trade, uh, you know, Karras straight up for Jalen Brown. Now Tatum is another thing. Tatum, <laughs> he's six ten. He can shoot. He's got everything going for him. And he got but, big. He's way different body than he had last year. Oh, uh, you know what? He he was always. You could always see the potential. He had the bones for it. But now yep. his, sho- his shoulders look like they have bowling bowling balls in them. Yep. He's getting he's he's getting into that, you know, sub Giannis type yep. of thing. He's physical, you know, good good player, good player. But Jalen Brown was better than him today. Yeah. We locked them up, and I I would not trade places to be the Boston Celtics. Not just now, but going forward. And I understand Kemba didn't play. But to be real with you, Sam, I think if Kemba played, we slapped them even worse. Because at least Marcus Smart was out there defending these guys. And it's not like they're they're playing someone in the starting lineup that they wouldn't have really. Like, you know, Smart was playing the shooting guard last year. Uh, Look. They got Tristan Thompson. They went big on us. And it was meaningless. We stomped them. <laughs> Give me your uh, overarching viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what's most telling about about the game, to be honest, was that I thought they had, like, I thought they looked, like, pretty shitty in the first half. And it, like, literally did not matter. Like, it was, a, it was like, a two- or three-point game at halftime. And I legitimately, like... I thought they were, I thought they looked like slow on rebounds. It looked like Durant wasn't totally comfortable yet. Kyrie obviously started heating up towards the end of the half, but uh, Lavert looked Lavert looked like a little a little sluggish. I thought and looked a little tentative. And then, I mean, it was a it was a wrap after that. And it was it was you know it, it's funny it's it's uh it's the same thing as kind of what I'd said previously, but it's like the. It's like the Omar line from The Wire. If you come for the king, you best not miss because, like, they are. I mean, you like you really can't miss a beat on them. They have, they have all, they have the Warriors feel, in that like if you don't get out and early and you're not consistent with it the whole way, it like it, it's gonna come back to bite you, which is just the truth. And I'm and I'm really I'm doing my best to not get ahead of myself because of because uh, I can't get I can't get cocky, but it's just it. It's just something to um, to behold that they can really look like crap, but they still get baskets so easily. And then once they actually get even somewhat hot, not even like scorching hot, it's like it's just a it's just a wrap. And I know we're gonna get to this, but to me, like one of the most like just quintessential moments of the game that's kind of a microcosm for what they can do is that little run that Levert went on by himself where he had a couple of layups and then he had one where he did the whole thing where he pump faked a million times and then kicked it out to Shamit for a three and it just totally opened up the game and you're like yeah like I mean there's no, there's nothing you can do about about a lot of this look here's how we're different from Golden State and and uh you know again we're we're not Golden State yet there's never been a team that fit the 73-win Golden State team. 
there was never a team that had all the parts fit so perfectly, right? They it was seamless. It was a seamless integration of Steph, Clay, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, and um, at the time Bogut, and then they could switch, add another guard, um, add Iguodala rather, and and that six man grouping was just the the most synergistic um, group of players that you could put together. Their games made each other better. And their ability to play modern basketball at a time before everybody knew what it really was, like people thought uh, the 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 old Phoenix Suns is the ones that really started it. This was different. This this lineup was different than that lineup because you're talking about Amari Stoudemire. You're talking about uh, a way more athletic lineup, but they played zero defense. Now, here's where the Nets is different from those two lineups. The Nets may not be the most... Like, I don't know how well or how seamless it is to put Dinwiddie next to Kyrie, I think there's a better there's there's a better fit. Like if Clay Thompson was on this team, then you're talking about a team that could win 75 games. Yeah. But what the Nets have that they don't have is that we can attack you in waves. Yep. We benched DeAndre Jordan in the fourth quarter, and it's not like he did anything too wrong. He just he, he, I'm telling you, you're born with a bag of jumps. Even in the alley oop, he, he's a he's a rim scraper now. Before yep. he would catch it on a, on 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 an alley oop, he'd have his whole forearm above the rim and he'd dunk it. Any place you threw it, if he even caught it, the ball a little bit lower than the rim, he would r- keep rising and dunk on you. But now, and I think it was uh, Kyrie who threw him that hoop. It was beautiful, but he doesn't jump very high, and he's not very fast off the floor. He's strong. He could you could sit him in the middle of the the defense, but he's not going to do much still. But he's still a starting caliber center in this current and. NBA and he's good for this team because he doesn't need the the ball to be successful. Yep. And then what makes it unfair and what makes us different from these great teams like the Golden State Warriors isn't just the fact that we have Kyrie and KD. It's that we have Jared Allen coming off the bench who might not not might who is far better <laughs> than DeAndre Jordan. Yep. And to and to watch him come in and DeAndre just cheering him on on the sidelines and watch him come into that fourth quarter and then dominate. Like, see, the mistake fans make, Sam, is that they go, a great center is Cat, you know, Carl Anthony Towns or DeAndre Ayton or these guys who put heavy offensive numbers, who could do turnaround jumpers, got a nice little post package um, uh, of scoring, you know, baby hooks, little five-footers. Listen, you don't want your center needing the ball at all. You want your center to dominate exactly the way Jared Allen did in modern basketball. You want him to be disruptive. You he 
he changed. Uh, he he. It was this one play where it, it, you could see that that Tatum always gets off with that shot. He changed Tatum's shot. He shot the ball to 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 Jalen. Jalen, who who's very springy, jumps off the floor very fast. Got his shot twisted from from Jared, and then he was down the court. <laughs> when the block shot went to someone else, he was down the court. He's putting pressure on the defense because they have to drag with them with, with him because otherwise, if you didn't have a center that was like Jared Allen, they could just stay in the backcourt and double-team whoever the ball handler is and, and go for a, a, a steal. But because Jared Allen is so fast down court, he puts pressure on a defense. It makes it where it creates space and flow to the offense and he doesn't need the ball to have that effect and people undervalue that Uh, and and I think it's crazy I think it's insane for people to not see what this kid does now uh, of course the greatest players are going to score over centers and yeah is he the best jump shooter or is he going to give you 10 points from you know floaters and 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 fadeaways, hell fucking no. But that's not what you want a center to do. You want a center to to run the floor, change shots, and and when teams um, are trying to guard your or guard, it's like I, I I call it, and I'm sure other NBA guys call it this too. And I'm and I'm not one of the NBA guys, but it's called it's reverse floor spacing. If you have Jared Allen. Because he could catch a, a a ball and lob dunk it at any given point, because he has that wingspan that makes him feel kind of bigger than some of these seven one seven two guys. His wingspan is so ridiculous that he could just jump. If you're if you're at the three point line, you could either shoot or throw or throw Jared Allen on a lob. And I can't tell you how much pressure that puts on defenses, especially when you have. Kevin Durant, especially when you have Kyrie Irving, especially when you have Levert, who just knows how to pass the ball at all kinds of angles to get uh, uh, Jared an easy bucket. It's it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> uh, give me what else you got. What 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 else is your overarching view? So I want to I'm going to piggyback on the Jared Allen point because I thought when he was I thought when he was in it honestly set a different tone in the whole game because I thought I thought early in the game when when DJ was in I thought they seemed a little slow I thought yes. Tristan was kind of I thought Tristan was abusing them mm-hmm. um, and then I thought Allen came in Allen's like fighting for loose balls he's on the ground he's getting putbacks. Um, all that stuff. And I think that does set a tone for the rest of the team. Like, like in the, I don't know if you felt this, the first three or four minutes of the game, it felt to me like they were playing a little bit like, yeah, we've like, we've already accomplished it. Like, I felt like they were kind of lazy. I felt like mm-hmm. they were trying to, they were like kind of getting their own shots and they then, were arrogant. Yeah. They were arrogant. They, they would, it's, it, they have no fear of the teams that are in front of them. Yeah, and 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 all like there's to, to a certain extent I, I I do like that. I mean, it honestly makes me nervous because I'm so not used to a team that has that arrogance, and mm-hmm. they actually may have reason to have it. I don't know yet, but but I thought I thought Allen kind of brought them back, brought them back to uh, to ground level, uh, back to sea level a little bit, and uh, and and that kind of set the tone moving forward. 
and then they finally just got into their normal offensive routine. And then, I mean, then then one thing led to another, and Kyrie was cooking, and then KD was cooking, and then Kyrie was cooking, and then Levert got involved, and and yeah. uh, it was. I mean, it's just the yeah. yeah I mean, the biggest look, the biggest um, similarity that they have to 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 Golden State or any great team is exactly what you just said earlier, which is that they they basically feel like they can go down and it doesn't really matter. And look, like that way of thinking can be super can be super dangerous because some teams let it happen too much. And then I think Golden State got in, got into that a little bit too much, even in that Rocket series that they honestly should have lost without a Chris Paul mm-hmm. injury. Yeah, but yeah. And I and I and I think you even see in other sports. I think even like the Chiefs right now are so used to Mahomes just pulling whatever out of his ass and they're them being fine. But uh that it causes slow starts that, you know. Yeah, and then you and then sometimes you have leads that become insurmountable and stuff like that. But I but I mean the the thing that gets me the most ant, and I know this is something that we focused a lot on. I think this kind of almost uh, separates the front office from a lot of the other pods, is we've been ta- we've been being we've been body language doctors a lot. And I think like <laughs> I, th- I think this team is so looks so unbelievably happy. Like this team's got like the 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 like D'Lo, Damari, Carroll vibes, except it has like superstars now. Like it's which is just which you just don't see that often. I don't know. Right. I don't know how you feel about that. No, that's that's it. And 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 that's and that's where like not to keep beating a, a dead horse with this James Harden thing. That's that's the thing we've been talking about since the summer. For you to gut your team, right? And I, and I don't care what the trade was. You, you know, I, I told you, I told the fans what I heard about from a, from I wouldn't call it a source, but from my friend who who knows shit that they wanted Anthony Davis, and um, I didn't like that idea. And the reason why I didn't like that idea is because it would have stripped the team of its soul. I hated it more. When we started talking about Beal and Holiday and Harden and and, and uh, I I destroyed this guy on Twitter for like three quarters who who basically were like see Karis Levert that's why we've got a uh, that's why we've got a a trade for Harden um, Harden would have stripped this team of its soul that happiness that vibe that even the thing where. Where someone like a, a a Kyrie Irving, you're seeing him now that he's kind of been had his, you know, been inside of the 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 Nets four walls at HSS, that even he's kind of like changed and endeared ourselves to to or did himself to to the fans because we have a culture that culture can withstand. That culture is the thing that girds us, that that wall of protection, so that the team and whatever their physical talents are can blossom. And then if you if you bring in someone who can cause bad feelings, someone who wasn't here, someone who doesn't understand the process of of being a Brooklyn Net. Not that that really means anything today. You know, you've got to win things to 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 have like meaning to you, right? But there is a culture, there is a spine, there's a, a nervous system that that is that the coaching are a part uh, is is a part of it. The front office, not not us, Sean Marks and his gang, um, is a part of it. 
and even the fans are a part of it. We know what our team, what our team's, the spirit, the soul of our team is. And, and superstars gravitate to that, believe it or not. Professional basketball players, most of the time, have grown up in these AAU settings. Most of them were the stars of their teams. But so they just need a little bit of, hey, this is the way we do this, this, this is who we are, and this is how we operate. So trading away the people who give that meaning, the work that has been done, the, the continuity of, of who we are as people, uh, that would have hurt us. And, and you would have, and when things get tight in the game, when, you know, for a second there, Boston was up. I never was worried because, because I I saw the first half and KD wasn't KD yet. I know he went into that locker room and was like, Oh, really? These are my numbers. (laughs) Wait to the third quarter. And, and that's important, man. All of this stuff is important. Even even Steve Nash on the sidelines. My God, man! Like, it. it when he got hired, we raved about it, right? Yeah. And I said, I said then on on that pod that the just the most perfect hire for this team in particular. And I said it wrong then. Let me say it right this time. Back then, I said. Steve Nash at least has the gravitas to be able to say to Kyrie Irving, shut the fuck up. And what I've, uh, the way that I want to update that and evolve that viewpoint is Steve Nash has the gravitas to not have to tell Kyrie Irving to shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I think that's what's best. I, there's trust there because if you're a Brad Stevens you're going to have to go through a season of making moves for players to go, okay, I trust you. Yeah, you're a guy from, um, you know, that college, that small college in Indiana. I don't really know who you are. Uh, you look like you're 22. I don't know if I should listen to what you're saying. I, I trust my athleticism. I trust my ability more than your X and O's, right? No. Well, in Steve Nash, you have the one coach that they could have hired that when Kyrie is talking about the point guard position or the or the or the lead guard position more like that you can trust that that person has hands-on understanding of how to do that thing and that is a that sends that message through that central nervous system through that the wiring of the Brooklyn Nets and it keeps us together fuck man Sean Marks, you're a genius. <laughs> That's all I have to say, man. Sean Marks. Yeah, look, I mean, the only, the only, the only downside that you can take away from today's game, which I think was like semi-intentional anyway, was like the Celtics went big and the Nets went small, and the Nets got uh, killed on the boards, and I think that'll be an issue for the. I think that'll be an issue when they play, uh, if they ever get to play the Lakers. If I think the Bucks, that'll be an issue with Lopez and Giannis and Middleton's a big dude. Um, but I don't know, even like, even, you know, like even the Sixers scaled back a lot of their size after the, um, after the Horford trade and getting rid of Richardson and stuff like that. So we'll see. I mean, I think, I think there may be games where they have to, where they're just going to honestly have to play bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, but 
Because I, because my, my my issue is almost less even of size and more of effort. And I and I thought in the first half they looked like they just didn't care that much. I know Harris, Joe Harris came out after the game, and Nash both said that they kind of got hit in the mouth. They used different boxing um, mm-hmm. analogies, but uh, yeah. but they but they clearly they they slap back in their own in their own way. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's what like great Nash. teams do. Great teams get hit in the mouth. Champions get hit in the mouth, and they come back and they and, and they stomp you. Yep, and um. Um, but for me, it, it wasn't necessarily that because they played good defense in the first half. That yep. that's why that's why the Celtics didn't pull away on them. Um, but where they just didn't hit shots to me. And you know, I'm the the hey, you need physicality. You need you need to be able to match up. There's big teams and all these other things. I I I'm worried about Kevin. I'm worried about KD not playing too physically and and that Jalen Brown play where he slid his foot um underneath. Now, those guys are smart enough to know how to make it look like it was innocent. And maybe some people's opinion is that it was innocent. It's not mine. I I think everyone on the Celtics sideline understands that if Kevin Durant is on the floor, we have no shot. And if Kevin Durant is healthy all season we have no shot. We're we're just here. We're just going through the emotions until these guys come and eliminate us in the playoffs. And so I worry about those little dirty plays. I worry about those little dirty plays when it becomes bigger, bigger, more physical guys, and when the games mean more. But that play, uh, and and I know some people are going to think I'm making a mountain out of molehill. I'm not. I, I'm I'm telling you, if if I was sitting courtside with that, I might have charged this the the floor because I feel like he was trying to hurt Kevin. Maybe maybe not destroy him, but get him off the floor. And um and you know what? And to a certain degree, I don't blame him. They couldn't stop him. There's such <laughs> a far like I, again. They were saying before the game that. Tatum and Brown are 1A and 1B. No, they're 2A and 2B. Those, And that's their problem. They don't really have a 1A. We have a 1A and a 1B. And, and today, I feel like Kyrie was the 1A and Kevin was the 1B. And yeah, you know I mean, what that's going to do to Kevin Durant's um, competitive spirit? He's going to get better. This is incredible. Go, go ahead, Sam. No, yeah, I was gonna. Say, I, I mean, th- through the first two games, it's like I mean, it's been it's been the Kyrie show even more than uh, than than KD. I mean, he's been. I mean, Kyrie's numbers today were insane. Yeah, he's like he's... 30, 34, 6, 8, 7 of ten from three. Like, you know, it's just it was it was insane. This is like what Curry did a couple of years ago. Like, it, obviously, if you keep it up, but like, I mean, it was it was nuts. Kyrie had eight assists tonight. You know, um, and, and that's no small feat uh, because at first people weren't getting shots. Uh, I, I, I think he's been the best net, I, but I know and we both know that especially when we start getting around some of these teams that just can't, that just can't hang that Kevin is going to destroy these teams. Kevin's going to have 40-point nights, 50-point nights. Well, maybe not 50-point nights because we're just going to be so far ahead of people that, like, this this 
you know, we're now realizing that maybe Golden State is not that good, but Boston beat the Bucks. Yep. You know, and and um, and we and, and we literally came out in the second half and just flushed them down the toilet. They like it, it's incredible to see. Let me let me point you out, point out another thing that I saw Nash do that I appreciated, and and it will lead to us talking about some of the other guys. Nash bought in, took out Harris and bought in Shamit because I think Shamit was struggling. They wanted to get him some minutes with with Kevin and 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 uh Kyrie. And what I've seen so far with Shamit is one, he's definitely a shooting guard and not a small forward. Um and then two, uh he's he's nervous. He's he's not his game is not flowing um you know but at the same time you know i'm i'm not sure what to expect from him he's looking a little bit he's 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 giving me crab vibes so far yeah but i know this kid can shoot and i think it's just gonna take one game that is gonna let him loose and his confidence will build and he'll just let go of the ball. I'm seeing hesitation in his side. Um, and I think that there couldn't be a better offensive coordinator that he could be playing under that would uh, uh, cure that. So I'm not worried about him. Uh, and, and I thought it was a masterstroke by Nash to put him on the floor with, with Kyrie and KD so that he can shoot wide open um, more often. I don't know how many times they're going to do that, but... Um, but he can't continue to play like that with um with Torian Prince being Torian Prince. So you know yeah, that yeah, uh, Torian. I was just very relieved at this point when I watched Torian. I know that I know you are, you're you're just critical on him, which I understand. But I'm almost getting to the 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 sympathetic angle where when he when he had that open three that he made, I was just relieved for his sake. Because yeah, I knew it was like it was, it's like I don't really know what you're there for anymore. So the mistake people make is they'll they'll go to they'll look at Torian Prince and they'll say, you know, he's taller and 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 stronger than uh than um Joe Harris, right? But this is the thing you don't understand, and this is where uh you know basketball people have to come to to a realization when they're looking at a very bad player or a player that just doesn't have a role in your system. Joe Harris going to the basket is really good. And Joe Harris had a horrible game. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but he did all the little things to, um, all the little things to, 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 you know, kind of create energy, you know, be a decoy. He, he, he didn't hurt the nets, even though he didn't have a good game. Um, rebounds, assist, steals, right? Stuff that if you're coming off the bench and you're getting, you know, he, he, he only got 12 minutes. Um, but still you're coming off the bench. You're you're being given playing time. That's a pretty good second unit. Prince got zero points. I mean, zero, um, uh, rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, one block. That's unacceptable when you're not good. 
When, <laughs> like, when, if you can't make a layup, and he, he blew two layups tonight, and one of them, I don't think they, they called it a shot, but if you can't go to the basket and score and you're 6'7", 6'8", you're not a good basketball player, man. And I was so happy to see, again, Nash impressed the crap out of me today. Yeah. Um, you know, he was looking for something from the small forward p- position. He tried to get it from Shamit. He tried to get it from Prince. He didn't. Um, so he limited how much bench minutes. They, the bench guys had 18, 19 minutes against Golden State, and they should. Uh, against Boston, he didn't play that game. He didn't stick to his quote-unquote rotations. And that was something that that um, Atkinson would do and frustrate the crap out of us because we've got these other players that are really good. Why would you continue some kind of like written-down you know, pre-subscribe, no feel of the game. Just this is how these are going to be the minutes, and you would he would just play these guys who are horrible for extended times, and um and and Nash didn't play that game. He took him off. He was Shaman had a hard time. He's like, all right, let me see if I put you know um Joe Harris isn't lightening up the world tonight, so let me see if Shaman runs with the first team. If I could get something out of him, he did that in the fourth quarter. Shamit was an okay decoy, but if he keeps shooting like this, people are gonna start letting him shoot and just hedging more on KD and, and, and Kyrie. Uh, uh, but you you can't be mad at at at, at kind of how uh, uh, how um, uh, Nash uh, managed minutes, and we were just overwhelming. Uh, yeah, no, I think he's I think he's done a. Uh... I think I think the only thing I think the elephant in the room, which isn't even the elephant in the room, because like we've we've talked about it, and every Nets fan on Twitter has talked about it as well, is is the is the Dinwiddie situation, which I don't real I don't know exactly what the right what the right move is because I think Levert is so good even on his own in the second unit yeah. that I don't I don't really I I don't know if the move is to take out Dinwiddie earlier in with the first unit so that he could then get the end minutes with the second unit that then creep back when the first guys come back in. Maybe it's something yeah. like that, but, but he's, I mean, the, the, the Dinwiddie fit, I think the Dinwiddie fit, I, I, I've repeated this now in the last couple of podcasts. I think you feel similarly. It's the type of thing where like you, you, you know, he's going to have his moments in big games. It's just, he's, he's the piece that's had the hardest time to figure out what, where he belongs. Right. Right. And, and again, it's like, it's it's that it's that those two words sacrifice and willingness. Yep. Um. Uh, he's willing. He's playing hard out there. He he's having a tough time, but he's doing his job. You know. Um. Do 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 I want him to do better than um? You know. Uh. uh six and four. Is it is it six and four? Eight and four. And uh, you know, get two assists, two steals. Yes. Uh. The stats don't say much about what he was doing out there. But you 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 he's not going to get a lot of opportunities. He has to get in where he fits in. He will. I promise you he will. Uh otherwise we might be seeing a trade. Because yeah. it it's a little bit of a a, a a square peg in a round hole. Um and you know, we kind of we kind of forecasted that. We kind of saw that coming. But yeah, we we beat this we beat 
we beat the second best team in the Eastern Conference by oh, last year at least, or second or third best team in the Eastern Conference by twenty five, and we ran away from them. And 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 then we and then we hit the reset button and put in our third string for the last four minutes. They waved the white flag pretty early, and that's and that's punishing. So, uh, you know, Dinwiddie's a volume shooter, volume scorer. He's downhill. But he's playing a position now that where he has to protect Kyrie. And maybe what we need is more of a, like, set shot type of guy. I think his shot is good enough to become a set shot guy. He just needs the time to uh, acclimate in his role and and just use that big brain of his. Uh, that's the other reason why I'm, I'm confident then when he will pull it together because he's just so smart. Yep. And, um... I, I, I don't know. I, I there's a there's a big part of me that says Karis should just start and this time should be spent on Karis figuring out how to uh you know get his with um Kevin and um and uh, uh Kyrie. But you know, I, I trust these guys, man. Like you you know me, I'm usually super opinionated, super mad about something. But I think there's something that they're trying to reach, and there's a there's a strategy that they're trying to uh, execute. And I'm not I'm not necessarily ready to just to just say, yo, it's not working, it's wrong. There's the sample size is too small, uh, and I think they're trying to achieve something that has a game plan. And of course, Nash is a former point guard; he loves point former point guards. He probably loved playing in the two guard system especially under Dan Tony before and after uh, Gentry used to run it too. Um, but man, you, I just feel so much trust and comfort with this organization right now. And I also feel like if, if they have to make a change, um, if they have to make a change, uh, they can and they will. And they have a genius who's, uh, running, uh, this team that if there is an adjustment that needs to be made, it can. And I, I don't think Dinwiddie's lost any value. I think there's a there's I think there's at least ten NBA teams that would like him to be there. He, that he's a better starting point guard for. And if he has to move on, he has to move on. It pro- it might be good for both teams. But what the best thing that could happen is, uh, he used that big analytical brain and um and uh uh. uh and figures it out. Uh, also, the, uh, there's going to be the, there's going to be load management. They're going to be nice yeah. that it's just Kyrie. It's just it's just Karras and 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 Dinwiddie. They're going to play heavy minutes, and and and, and those guys are going to get rest. So we've got to let this whole thing play out. Give it 15 games, and 15 games, we'll we'll do a a, a podcast special to just kind of really see where everybody lands. Yeah, I wanted to say one thing that you you uh, you talked about trust in the organization, which I think we all have to have right now. Only thing, only thing I want to mention because I know you mentioned it. You gave your piece earlier, and we're totally aligned on this issue. But I just saw he didn't he, he didn't tweet it, but I know Woj was on with um, Woj was on ESPN sometime today and talked about that the Rockets had recently had conversations with both the Celtics and the Nets about Harden, and if like if Marks is still in. If, if if it's now not just coming from 
the rocket and, and hard inside and the nets are actually engage anything like that which i'm just praying is not the case because i think it would be a cataclysmic disaster mm-hmm. so i'm just i i just needed to air that out and i again want to feed feed to the to the twitter wolves all the nets fans that have been asking for the harden trade and are still asking for the harden trade even uh even now, but I'm happy that Harden keeps on expanding the list of teams that he's interested in because hopefully that means that this Nets thing isn't going anywhere. But there's um, a there's a better chance that I get traded to the to the um, Nets than than James Harden, and I'm gonna tell you, know, you why. I would be by that. Look, I, I can't. I just can't have Harden on this. I can't have Harden on this team, especially I, with the way these guys are playing. Look, I would the, sacrifice myself to go to Houston at this point. Let me let me tell you something. In order for you, like, it's not, if people think, oh, you're saying that Woj is lying. I'm not saying that Woj is lying. I'm saying that Woj is talking to Houston, and Houston is saying, yeah, these guys are still in it. They have to. They have to say that. And it's because if there's no other dangerous team to uh, scare the other teams, right, then... How did they get them to ante up? James Harden has no value right now. I mean, not zero value, but his value is 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 very depressed. And who's the most like people might think James Harden is the most desperate. He he caused his team to to have a canceled game. And and he only got fined fifty thousand dollars or, or seven. In total, he's only been fined seventy five thousand dollars for these shenanigans, and and that's nothing. He gave he gave a rapper who he met only a year or two ago uh, two hundred thousand dollars in a in a in a twenty five thousand dollar bag. Yeah, that that money doesn't mean shit to James Harden, and there's nothing the NBA could really do except void his contract, and then he that's kind of like him getting what he wants anyway because if they even if they were allowing him to to leave, he's going to get paid by somebody else. Yep. So, so it, it's it, Houston has to, you know, people from Houston's front office have to tell Wojnarowski those things, and he's going to have to repeat them because that's a good source. If if uh, if a junior executive from Houston, uh contacts Woj and says, yeah, you know, this thing is looking like we're going to be able to get him out of here. We're talking to these two teams. And then he goes out and says that. That makes Philly go, wait a second. If it's Jason Tatum and James Harden, we're going to have a problem. We need to ante up what we might have to give up, Ben Simmons. So don't don't get scared <laughs> because how, like, especially after you saw how Jaron Allen played today and especially how how DeAndre Jordan looked like he's been holding a fart since COVID um started those two things should should scare the shit out of the Nets for doing this thing because you get James Harden you're getting James Harden and and that's it and you're going to have to gut your team the thing that made you win tonight you lose it you lose it James Harden isn't coming off the bench like Karis Levert would. James Harden isn't playing second to Kyrie in the in 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 the starting lineup. So, and I think 
I don't think we're the only people that can see that. I think everybody can see it. If if the Nets were to take James Harden, he better come with a first round pick. He better <laughs> he better come with a first round pick because there's there's no way that they're signing up to 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 have um Joe Sy pay the luxury tax on forty four million and forty seven million in the last two years. And you don't know who this guy is. And he's at and he's at every other strip club every other night. There's no way. So I I'm gonna lay my head on my pillow tonight and 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 dream about uh uh championships and and and, and parades down Flatbush Avenue. I, I'm not worried about James Harden, not even a little bit. The um the other non Issue, the other issue relate, not related to today's game that I also had to speak on because I've gotten caught in it and I shouldn't, but I did, mm-hmm. is is the whole the whole comparing how much attention the Nets get versus the Knicks and all that stuff with with New York and I've seen so me and um, me and Los got into a thing on Twitter with Alan Hahn because because Alan Hahn said after the after the after the Nets Warriors game, he's like, the only thing we learned was that the Warriors basically suck and we didn't learn anything about the Nets. And so I took issue with that. So I wasn't listening to my own advice, but <laughs> only thing I will say to Nets fans is that this whole, this whole who owns the city thing, just like, just let it, just let it happen. Just like, let it play out. It'll be what it'll be. The, the, there, there, there are way more Knicks fans in 30 years. There may still be more Knicks fans. I don't know. But all I know is the team is playing well, and there will be if and when they win a championship, there will still be a, a tons of people on Flatbush wait, w- waiting for the team. So the whole the whole uh, the whole who's got bigger cojones between the Knicks and Nets is just not not a worthy battle, especially when that team is playing like two rookies, two overpaid guys, and and some more trash. Their team is trash. Their rookies are trash. I look. This is the most ridiculous conversation. Ever, right? And in my football team, and I'm not talking about NFL football. I'm talking about Premier League European football. Is Manchester United? Manchester United is from the city of Manchester, and there's another team called Manchester City. Manchester City has won a couple of championships, uh, a couple titles. And they have a very, very small, and Manchester United people like to say, non-existent um, uh, fan base. Manchester United hasn't won anything in seven years, right? That is a wholly different thing than the Knicks. The Knicks are going on eight years I have gone eight years with no playoffs. I think this is either the eighth or the ninth year if they don't make it this year, and they're not. The Knicks, for young kids, are synonymous with suck. <laughs> and I I don't, you know, I have an eight-year-old who play, who's been playing basketball since he was four. Uh, it depends on what year it is. He goes back and forth on whether he, lo- he loves basketball or not right now. He loves Naruto, and, and I'm going to let him love Naruto. Um, but every time I go to these camps that house these privileged kids in New York City, it's very different. Like, m- my basketball camps were in the most ghetto places in New York. My son's <laughs> basketball camps is at uh, is at John Jay's gym, 
with some of the richest kids in New York. So it's a different experience. It's a, it's a different time. It's a different, it's a different thing. And I walked into that gym, not this past summer, COVID, but the summer before when Kyrie first came to the, to, to the Nets and every single kid in that place had SpongeBob Kyrie's on. And for my son, who's eight, the way he sees basketball isn't through the prism of Charles Oakley and, 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 uh, uh, Patrick Ewing. And even when he plays with those like classic teams on 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 NBA 2K with Ewing and, and Oakley and these guys, he's like, "Has Daddy has the Knicks always sucked? This this is supposed to be their best team ever, and this team is slow and horrible." He's like, "What is a John Starks?" <laughs> right? Yep. So kids see basketball a different way than we did, where. I, if you're from New York, you root for your New York team, you root for your local team, that's what you do. Kids follow players now. Kids follow the guy they use on TK on 2K, and that's all right. But I'm telling you that the last thing that matters uh, to us, right, because this is not a Manchester United versus Man- Manchester City thing because Manchester United has 20 uh, uh, championships, and they went they i think they they've done trebles they've won like 11 straight or some crazy number like that Un, ungodly amount of winning that that makes that company that excuse me makes that team and their culture what they are but the Knicks have ungodly amount of losing they're an embarrassment and if you think RJ Barrett Mitchell Robinson and Obi Toppin and quickly is taking you anywhere, you are a fool. <laughs> so don't get into those arguments that, you know, you could, you know, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. You have to understand, Alan Hahn is a Nick fan that has nowhere to go. He knows he's trash. He knows the team is trash. It's he true. knows the team is synonymous with trash. He has nowhere to go. He's I, I listen to him, you know, because I get stuck in the car, taking the kids places, running errands with the wife. And I, you know, if we, if, if for whatever reason the Bluetooth is not working or my phone is dead or whatever it is and I get stuck listening to terrestrial radio, I feel sad for Alan Hahn when he's trying to basically squeeze juice out of a lemon that he found in a garbage can. Yep. And he, there's no juice in it. There's nothing in it. You mean to tell me what I'm supposed to be excited is quickly? <laughs> you mean to tell me Obi Toppin? It's supposed. It's supposed to be the next big thing. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is not going to be a third, the third best player on a on a good team. He's basically Harrison Barnes, and and Wiggins if they had a baby. So I <laughs> look looking at what I saw today. That's the last thing I'm worried about is those dudes. And so don't get yourself caught up with the Alan Hahn. I tell Alan, Alan Hahn blocked me a long time ago. I know. Um, I'm, I'm getting close to that. I'm getting close to that. And he, he had some poor disses at me and Los, but it's all right. I wish I could get him because you know what? I love giving the Knicks this, these bars. I love I love basically talking trash to him. I got a new person now that I'm going to talk trash to every single, single time. And, and I want them to wallow in their misery. I want them to bathe. I want them to bathe in the 
in the in the mire of 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 their ineptitude. They hired a they hired a GM and his bagmen to run the team. Basically, this illegal operation of funneling players to the Kentucky Wildcats and that dirty motherfucker that they call John Calipari. The whole thing of the Knicks stink. They play they they practice in a Costco garage. I don't know if I want to fucking get tires or play ball when I see pictures of that um that that atrocity in purchase or wherever the hell in upstate New York they play. <laughs> Somewhere above uh, uh where you're from, Sam. Way, so, way, way no even way north from me. <laughs> I mean it's it's embarrassing. They should be playing they should be playing in the Empire State building. That they're the New York Knicks. And they're trash. They're trash from 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 their head to their toe. That the uh, uh, a snake rots from its head. I mean, excuse me, a fish rots from its head, and um and and uh, the head of that fish is 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 uh, uh James Dolan, and it fucking smells horrible. So I'm gonna take our little exclusive crew of of Nets fans. I'm gonna be happy we win this championship. I, I can't wait. For the the pride of this city of New York City, the the greatest city in the world, to restore its basketball reputation through the Brooklyn Nets, and that's happening this year. So it may not be a championship; we may get to the finals, but a championship is coming for us. Our time is coming. We we have the right team, the best team, the best organization, and more importantly, I've been meaning to say this. Um, and this is the thing that really just sticks in the craw of Knicks fans because they know they have to sit there and be the 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 stormtroopers and the battle star that's rooting for Vader to win. They're on the wrong side of 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 good and evil, and they're on the wrong side of history. Their owner refuses to even acknowledge what's happening with COVID because he's made this political uh, alliance with Donald Trump. And meanwhile, the people at the Brooklyn Nets. Are honoring the 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 essential workers, and and leaving the 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 our building to be used in, in protest, in civil unrest. They're aligning with the people. It brings me so much pride to be a Brooklyn Nets fan, and 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 Joe Sy, uh and Joe Sy, it, it, you know, uh, with if if you could get past all the jingoistic um, China scare nonsense, Joe Sy is a, a great, great um, um, owner for us, and and he cares about people, and it's hard. Like it, in the Bible, it says it's easier to get a a, a rich man through through an eye of a needle. Oh, excuse me, it's easy to get a camel through an eye of a needle than than a a rich man into heaven and um and uh so most rich people are are assholes just by human nature not his particular nature but uh, i love it when rich people especially multi-billionaires who have no reason who has i don't give a fuck money are caring and show empathy and show and show uh uh fraternity with their community and i and that's what we get and that's and nets fans should be proud of that Fuck those Knicks. On to the rest of our show. <laughs> so let's do our three things to get the hell up out of here. Yep. Who was the player that you feel 
had the most impact on the game? Who was who's the player that typified this game? Not not the best player, because I think we both agree Kyrie Kyrie was the best player today. Yeah. Who who put their stamp on this game? I think me and you were gonna have the same one. I thought I thought your 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 man J A was the was AKA Fro Man. I thought he was unbelievable, and he set yep. the tone. Yep, that that's that that is my guy for tonight. I uh, it it's not about. So again, Kyrie was the best player. He dominated this game. He humiliated them, and then in that third quarter, KD looking at his his numbers probably was like, "Yo, I, I this can't stand." I'm, and you know he had that fourteen point outburst in the third quarter, doing what Kevin doing Kevin Durant things. Yeah. But at that end there, when they were trying to get chippy, and when they were the, being the dirty, Boston Celtics are the dirtiest team in the NBA. By the way, like they they they're dirty. Like yeah, you could you could just take one look at uh, Marcus Smart and see that he hasn't washed his face in 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 many years. Yeah, Smart is he, Smart Smart's tough to swallow. Some somebody needs to give that boy a, a, a few boxes of proactive or you know <laughs> some um some type of skincare treatment because they're they're a dirty team and I and I don't mind that they 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 play that way it's 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 a winning way to play basketball but to watch Jared Allen be a part of the things that took this game home grabbing those the grabbing those rebounds changing those shots they were trying they couldn't hit from outside. So they had to come in. They were like, and 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 that's why I, I always give Brad Steven kudos. He's a good coach. All right, the outside shots not working. Their perimeter defense is pretty good. That's something the Nets have been been doing well in the last year or so. So Marcus Smart was like, all right, take it to the middle to Jarrett. And Steve Nash not loving himself, not being prideful, not being not coaching from a a, a spreadsheet. Let Jarrett Allen finish the game. And he did not disappoint. Not it's not the storm, the, the 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 box score. Twenty one minutes, nine points, eleven rebounds. Eleven rebounds in twenty one minutes is excellent, and one assist. The four blocks were so impactful. Yep. Because the those blocks are what. The the their not inability to score at the end is why Brad Steeling hit the hurt feeling button, hit the reset button on the Sega, and started that game of uh, '97 Live over again. I'm I'm talking ancient history, but <laughs> <laughs> but um you know we all had had some game that we liked that in college best. Jared Allen um is my is is my player uh uh that 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 uh, impacted the game or, or, or basically defined this game. Give me a stat that so, uh, told you a lot about this game. So my big one, because it's actually going to show why I found the Nets win even that much more impressive, is so even though they shot really well, they shot over 50% from three, which is like pretty insane. But they had 15 turnovers, and I thought generally they were like just pretty careless with the ball. And I thought the fact they still won by 28 even with that, it just yeah. goes to show the whole the whole as we talked about earlier the the turning the turning the gas on when you need to um to me just says says a lot just coming out flat 
just looking, uh, not not getting a lot of loose balls early on. Even in the third and fourth quarter, I thought they still had a couple too many turnovers. But I mean, to win by to win by twenty eight with fifteen turnovers is 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 pretty against a really good team. Is is that's just tough? Yeah, uh, great point. Great point. You're my guys, Sam Chow. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent point. I'll give you another one. Mine's is a little bit more petty. And I don't mean to be petty. I, I I'm consistent in my takes. I I don't. I look at a player. I see what they can do, and I and I look at how they affect the overall team. The resilience of the Nets to survive a player having one one particular player. No one no one had uh, lower than four plus four plus minus tonight. Uh, besides. Torian Prince, who was a negative seven tonight. He's a walking, he's a human negative seven. <laughs> um, but it's not because of his negative seven that stat is important. It's because of what Nash did after. Like I said, he tried to get uh, Shamit out of the mud. Shamit, plus one, uh, didn't do too well t- tonight. I, I'm, I'm watching him struggle. Uh uh, Karras wasn't imposing himself so much to get him more open shots, but he's got to play better uh, than than what he did tonight, and he's got to shoot better. But Torian Prince was an absolute dud, and that's a problem. A, a guy that gets a negative seven on a team that won by twenty eight. That's a that's pretty that's pretty freaking bad, and um, we survived it. And I think that's an important stat, an important. Um, a component of this team that we've got to keep an eye on as we're trying to get better. Yeah. Uh, what was your moment? What was the play of your, uh, of the game for you? I mean, that, so, that most, uh, that most defined this game. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do a quick, a quick mini one. And then I'm going to do my, my big one, which I actually already alluded to earlier. So it'll be short. The mini one was, I thought, I thought KD's defense on Tatum in the first quarter was awesome. And I think that, like, can't. I thought that was just, like, he locked him up multiple times. And that was the thing that everyone was nervous about was going to go first with the Achilles. And I thought that was incredible. So that's my first little one. But generally, I thought the, the run that Levert went on with the two or three, two or three different, um, Two or three different baskets he made, and then the kick out to Shamit, where where Shamit yeah. finally made a massive yeah. three. That one that our man Alan Crab wouldn't have ever made. So uh, the, the that was mine. What about you? Yeah, uh, I I love that. I love both of those. You know, one Kevin Durant on ball defense is better than I thought. Yep. I, I I've watched him all these years. He's been one of my favorite player. I I've had. I've had at least two million hours of arguments with Knicks fans back in the day of who's a better offensive player, uh, Mello or, or KD. It's KD by a long shot, by a lot. Yeah. It's not even close. And worse than that, um, you know, I, I think that I because he's so good on that side of the ball, I haven't looked at how good he is at defense. The, the Nets' defense tonight is another kind of just great sign of the job that uh Nash is doing. Even even Kyrie looks really good on defense. He got a steal that I, I <laughs> was really impressive uh, uh in the game. 
And and what you said about Karras, I tweeted it. I tweeted the same thing. I he he gave us uh, he gave us six points and two assists in two minutes, and um, and that was right before KD and Kyrie came in, and that was super important. Like that, it, it it's incredible. Like just how he fits in that role. He's not. He, I I like what Coach Nash is saying. But he's not Manu Ginobili. It's not the same thing. <laughs> but it, I understand he's deploying him like Manu Ginobili, and it's it's pretty effective. It looks pretty beautiful. My, I'm I'm gonna go to Jared Allen again. Um, that teams make all NBA teams make runs, right? You need guys who are run stoppers, and before the Nets really just poured it on and, and completely just took them out the game. Uh, you know, Jarrett at, at around like a little bit after Karras lost his mind um, and, 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 uh, and went off in that, in that two minutes, Jarrett just was punishing on defense and that block on, uh, it was either Tatum or Brown because they both were in the post, <laughs> just changing shots. Just, 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 completely demoralizing like he his defense it was like fine if Kyrie's gonna kill us KD's gonna kill us Karras is gonna is gonna try to kill us and 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 do well too we know who he is but if Jared Allen's gonna kill us too we're we've got no shot and and that was the that was the ball game right there so I, I I gotta I gotta just show love to that my dude what are you thinking about the next game before I let you go? I actually, I actually thought you brought up a really good point, which I really hadn't thought of because I've been so into just watching them. But it'll be interesting. I am interested to see, and I'm sure fans will start to get more involved when we talk about uh, like how the rest how the rest comes about and when they get sat and how they who they decide to sit against and everything. I know they have a back to back coming up, and KD said that he's going to talk to the staff about that. So. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm curious about that. What about you? Well, it's the it's the Hornets and the Grizzlies. I'd yep. rather I'd rather him rest uh, against the Grizzlies and and just let you know. I, the, the Hornets didn't look horrible because Graham and 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 uh, I, I forget the other guy's name. Jero had like forty, I think. Something exactly. That's what I'm talking about. They look good, you know, but again, they were playing a, they were playing against not the, the greatest defense in the world. Um, but I'd rest KD for the Hornets, and I'd, I'd let him come out and and um, and and see what he could do uh, uh, against Memphis. Uh, we should be four and zero by Monday. I'm uh, 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 you ready to do this back to back next week? Let's go. I am so happy. And I also am Eve Dar- at Eve Darboos. If you can spell those French, if you can spell those French names, uh, God bless you. And my partner is at Samuel Lachow. Let's keep the let's keep the conversation going. New York City's you have just seen greatness. Let's keep it going, Brooklyn.
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.